0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. I'm Ryan.
1: And I'm Macy.
0: And today we're gonna discuss friendship privilege. Is that a thing? And what can you do if you don't have any?
1: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting topic. We hear about male privilege, white privilege, financial privilege. Is there such thing as friendship privilege? So let's get to it.
0: So Macy, how would you define friendship privilege in this context?
1: So when I think of the term friendship privilege, I think about people that grew up in a really social household. I think that when your upbringing is very social or when you're encouraged to be social, you know, join clubs or sports or have friends on your street and maybe your parents are very open to having your friends over all the time or whatever and they're like facilitating this social life. I think that that kind of enables you to be super friendly from a young age and then those skills that you've learned at a young age kind of stick with you your whole life and probably a lot of those friendships that you made from the beginning because it's all very positive so when I think of friendship privilege I'm thinking of people that had really supportive like childhoods I guess (laughs) and their role models really helped encourage them but how do you define it?
0: I think it's interesting Spot on everything that you said as well. The one thing I would add is the charisma element of it. I think that certain people are born with a different level of charisma or have been presented more opportunities or practice to kind of get that skill built up over time. And I don't know if it's genetics, it's probably a lot of how you were raised, like you were mentioning, Macy. But I think those individuals that have that charismatic skill people are drawn to more and just have natural given ability to make more friends.
1: So on the topic of friendship privilege do you feel like you have it Ryan?
0: I think that I probably do yeah I think so I think it's mostly related to what you were saying you know what how you defined friendship privilege because my parents were very supportive of having friends over or getting involved in sports and really Allowing myself to pick whatever I wanted to do and not letting me back out of it, kind of thing. You know, kind of sticking through it, making me talk to people, letting me have friends over pretty much whenever. Um, And it was just really, really great experience having that, you know, because now as an adult, I kind of think of it as when I go into a social environment, I can make a friend anywhere. You know, I'm not thinking, I guess, there's not any pressure on myself you know, I don't feel overwhelmed. I think, oh, I'm going into this situation. And I've been in this situation plenty of times. And I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. And I can invite them back to my house, I can go hang out with them in any situation. Um, And I think a lot of that was based on, you know, my parents open mindedness. And the other thing that they were really cool with was, um, we had this like basement type room in our house that they really didn't, you know, care too much about for their own sake. It was kind of our room to kind of play or to do whatever we wanted to in it. So we would do crazy things, like we would build block forts and play Nerf guns, like it was paintball and things like that. We would do knee hockey and built a whole rink and played it nonstop. And it was just a fun place to be and you always wanted to have people over and do that. And just the core element of fun mixing with friendship was really important, I think, and allows me today even to make more friends. So I think that is spot on what friendship privilege is. I think what I was saying about charisma, perhaps I've had that a little bit as well through that environment. You know, The more you get put into situations with others, the more you have to adapt and kind of understand what they're thinking as well as what you're thinking. So I think, yeah, I think I probably have it. I think everybody really should Do their best to encourage their kids or siblings or whoever um, to be in more of those situations.
1: Yeah, I think that you definitely seem to kind of have a really supportive upbringing, and then all of those stories that you're talking about helped you make friends at a young age, and now it's a lot easier to make friends as an adult.
0: Do you think that I make friends easily? Yeah, I (laughs) do.
1: Yeah, I think you have like a likable personality, and that's probably something that maybe even you know you learned how to interact with kids or something at a young age and it was supportive in your household and so you were you know you learned those skills then and they've stuck with you as an adult i think
0: yeah i am unfortunately also a bit of a people pleaser i think and (laughs) that maybe makes me a pushover but also i get along with pretty much everybody
1: yeah i think though when we think about friendship privilege I don't want to say that there's like a negative connotation, but like uh, it is a privilege and it's something to be aware about. Uh, Like for me, for example, so my story is a little bit different. I mentioned it on our hometown episode, our first episode ever in season one, but I had a divorced childhood and my mom and my stepdad in particular were like super antisocial. They like worked all the time and they didn't have really any friends of their own. We didn't really do anything. So when I was young and kind of trying to learn how to interact and have social skills, it's really something that I didn't get to master until much, much later in life. Uh, Honestly, like maybe like this the last few years, really. (laughs) So, and I've gotten pretty good at it. That's helpful. But, um, and not to say that like, I didn't have plenty of other privileges in my life. I had a very like, nice upbringing i would say sure and i was cared for so i'm blessed in that sense but when it comes to the social stuff not really um and that's just the one example but when i think about some of the people when i was growing up for example who were so what's the word maybe popular social whatever i mean these people had very social and like involved parents So that's one thing that really sticks out to me and that, um, like, I think that there's a a sense of confidence that comes with being social, right? So like, some of the people I knew growing up that had tons of friends or were like the popular kids, it was like, they could do no wrong. You know what I mean? Like their parents gave them all the attention. They could have people over whenever they wanted. They would have like the really fun sleepovers. They were kind of clicky. And I feel like they didn't ever have to really make a friend because people just liked them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they had a lot of friends, but it was kind of like, well, yeah, because your dad has, like, a really cool job and you have the coolest pool in the school, you know? (laughs) Like, of course we all want to hang out with you or something. And I think that that privilege stuck with them into adulthood because they've always had this idea, like, oh, I have friends or... I'm so cool, you know, like, look at my personality, and oh, I'm just, like, the best thing to walk the earth, and that's what all their parents and family members told them, like, 24-7, um, and so obviously I have some stuff <laughs> I probably gotta work through, <laughs> like, uh, obviously an issue when I was growing up, maybe, I was a little bit jaded, <laughs> but I do think that friendship privilege is a thing, and I, recently had a conversation with a friend um, and we were kind of talking a little bit about this and one thing we both agreed on was that maybe friendship is kind of like money like you know people say to have money no to make money you have to have money right so like to make friends do you maybe have to have friends and we kind of were talking about it and kind of said like how if you already have a few friends and you go out You have your little group. It's really easy to, like, interact with other groups because you're having fun as a group. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Whereas if you go alone to a bar, most people might kind of just glaze over you. So, stuff like that. Where if you already have friends, too, like, they'll introduce you to their friends and you just kind of continue to expand your circle more and more. Yeah. So, in some ways, I think it is, like, time or money. If you have it, it only just gets easier to continue growing it. Um, So, yeah, I think...
0: And a lot of those people that have the groups of friends maybe have gotten it from privilege of their own.
1: Right. Or maybe, too, you know, what I've noticed is almost everyone that I went to high school with, for example, that was kind of these popular kids that I'm talking about, they're all still friends. Like, because they all went to college together. They have the very same lifestyle. Like, they never had really any falling outs because there was nothing to disagree about. You know what I mean? I think that it's like this privilege where it's, it's like you never had to make friends, and so you don't even really understand that concept. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I get that. I do think, though, on the flip side, that if you are somebody who learns the skill of making a friend, that it greatly benefits you down the road.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and I think that's almost like talking about it in terms of like money or networking, right? Like if you have money at any point, and even if you at some point maybe have a really rough time and you lose a lot of it, it's like you still kind of know a certain information that maybe the average person doesn't know, right? So you're kind of always able to be like one or two steps ahead. And I would say that's the same in making friends, too. Like, if you've always been able to make friends or you know how to make friends, it doesn't really matter what life throws your way because you're going to be able to figure it out, you know?
0: Follow Macy for some investor tips on (laughs) making your money grow. Um, Uh No, I completely get it. In both contexts, you know, if you have the friendship-making skill, you're going to be better off because you're going to be able to easily make those friends. But if you start with the privilege of the friends, you know, it's probably easier to keep those friends, like you said.
1: Yeah, so I think when you start from nothing, it's really difficult in probably any context of life. So if you're listening to this, you're probably either super privileged with your social life or you are not at all. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's you're either one or the other, and I think that that's perfectly fine to be on either side. But if you are having some issues making friends, maybe you don't feel like you've been super privileged in the social and friendship world and now as an adult it's really kind of a big struggle in your life, we were going to give some tips and some advice on how you can grow into more friends and be a friend and see your social life expand even if you didn't start off with a super social upbringing or maybe you didn't ever have a ton of friends growing up. So one of my first tips I would say is like practice kind of makes perfect and I know we say that in every single thing that we do as an adult basically but it's so true like the more events that you go to the more networking nights the more activities you know taking your neighbors up on invites when they you know ask you to come over for a barbecue or something anytime you can go to something like that you should try to do it because it's just like getting out of your comfort zone but the more you do it the easier it's going to be. So a lot of people feel kind of socially awkward or maybe introverted, but I promise like, cause even I can be a little bit introverted. I have gone to like 600 social <laughs> meetups, networking nights, whatever you want to call it. And you go to so many that it's like after a certain amount of time, it's literally not even a big deal anymore, you know? Right. So it really is kind of a practice and putting yourself out there I think the more people you meet, the greater chance that you'll find someone that has a similar vibe that you want to be friends with. Um, So just the more that you put yourself out there, I think the better chances of building a friendship.
0: Yeah, and while you're doing that, don't beat yourself up if one interaction doesn't go great. You know, we've all been at the supermarket and, uh, you know, you say... The, the grocer says like, oh, have a good day, and you're like, you too, or whatever, which yeah. is a normal reaction, but then you don't expect them to say something, and you say you too, and then you guys are just feeling super awkward about it, you know? Right. Everyone has those moments. Don't get, beat yourself up about that. And then, like you said, practice makes perfect. Just keep going. Don't beat yourself up. You're going to make it.
1: And you can always try to find online platforms to kind of ease yourself in. I think Facebook and... You know, maybe even like Reddit or something where you can communicate with people and then decide, do I want to hang out with them in person or maybe grow the friendship? Even just virtually, I know we talk about that on online friends. Our one episode and really all of season one, how you can actually make friends.
0: Wow, you're so good at plugging our old podcast. <laughs> uh, the one thing I would add is that to you should always lead with your interests as well. Talk about what you're into, even if it's a little weird. Just bring it up and talk about it because nowadays there are so many niches in the world. You know, you can find a friend in pretty much every interest level and. You never know when you'll meet that perfect best friend. So they might like 90% of the things you like. Why not give it a shot and talk to them about it?
1: Yeah, so I think just, you know, the practicing makes perfect, kind of. And like you're saying, lead with your interests. The more that you talk with people, the better chance of making friends. Another tip that I would give is to read books. Because I know it sounds dumb. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm going to read this book and be an expert. But (laughs) it does sometimes, like provide insight i'm reading a book right now called how to make friends and influence people
0: Yeah, because you want to start a call right
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no actually a uh, funny side you note know, on uh this book my friend told me that it was actually read by charles manson and that's how he started his cult so
0: <laughs> So you're just a few pages away. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I know it sounds kind of silly to grab a book, but sometimes you can learn from other people's experiences and just little like tips and tricks, you know, uh, just random facts even can kind of help break you out of your shell.
0: You know, I think it's interesting how everyone learns differently. Most people don't think of learning in the context of making a friend. They think of it as math homework or whatever. But everyone always used to say in math, you know, some people are visual learners, some people like to practice it before they get it done. Some people are more read a book and understand it. I think however you learn, do your own research that way. If you're somebody who is really into finding the nuances and knowing everything you possibly can going into a situation, book is an absolutely great resource go out there and search the internet if that's your type of thing find tiktoks about it find instagram reels videos on youtube do your research and you'll be 10 steps ahead
1: so one fun way to see some social interactions and maybe learn a little bit but also have a good time doing so is watching movies i think there are so many kind of random awkward moments in movies right like the comedic relief that they all kind of have in there where it's, like, kind of like what you said, Ryan, where you say "you too" when the flight attendant tells you, like, have a nice trip or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, there's so many moments like that in movies, and you can kind of pick up and learn different, you know, personalities and traits and ways to interact. So one of my favorite movies, especially when it comes to making friendships, is I Love You, Man. And if you're not familiar, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. The guy. Um,
0: he <laughs> totally couldn't remember his name. Sarah Jason
1: Marshall. Siegel. Yeah, Jason Siegel. Um, <laughs> I love him. I don't know why I forgot his name right now. Uh, so, basically, just like a little quick synopsis of the movie if you're not familiar and you've never seen it. Paul Rudd is engaged, and his wife has like 500 friends, and she has a giant bridal party of bridesmaids, and he has like five guests coming to the wedding. And he has no best man or any groomsmen besides yep. his dad, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So he basically kind of sets out to find his own groomsmen and his best man and kind of reclaim his social life as a groom. And I think it's such a great movie because in the whole process, he has some really awkward encounters trying to make friends. And it's very relatable as an adult. Yep. But in the end, he does become really good friends with Jason Siegel, and <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't? Yeah, Uh, and it's kind of a fun, you know, journey to watch. And then also in the end, he does kind of learn that even though he always loves being around his fiance, he really needs an outlet, like, for his music and stuff with someone that's not his future wife. (laughs) So there's a lot to be learned watching it, Um, but there's just some really funny moments in there, and I totally recommend that, especially, I think, if you're a man – is for sure Straight Man. It's a really great movie to watch because wow. I think, uh, no, I think male. Tell us how Straight Oh you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think male friendship is not super supportive um, in our society. I mean, I think women, it's always like, right. we have so many like chick flicks. And of course, yeah, there's movies about male friendship. But I just mean, I think making friends as a man is maybe not something that's really discussed that often in our society. And so it's a really kind of fun movie. I totally recommend it. And then another movie that I would recommend, I'll uh, just like give you all one more to maybe research, especially if you're maybe an older adult, you'll probably like it. Uh, Playing Strange and Automobiles. Fun kind of Thanksgiving holiday movie. Yeah, we might, always watch it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it might seem like a random choice, but I think it's a really great movie because you have John Candy and Steve Martin, two legends, and they each play very unique uh, people. Who are also on a journey, but this time it's to travel from New York and get home in time for Thanksgiving. But John Candy, he plays this kind of super eccentric, funny salesman who just has like basically no social awareness. And he yeah. is like the fun, like funnest guy probably you could ever meet, but also very annoying. And then Steve Martin is like the typical, you know middle-aged businessman that's like very serious and so them together is just hilarious but i think it's a really great way to see how different personalities like interact and in the end they both kind of needed each other so i think it's it's just a good reminder that all personalities can lead to friendships so there's a lot of great movies i'm sure like almost every movie has a friendship story in it that could be explored but those are two of my favorites and two that I would recommend. Ryan, do you have like any social role models or movies that you would recommend?
0: Yeah, in you in regards to your last note, one of my nerd outs is always Star Wars. And while I can say that that's not really a great friendship story, I've always thought it was kind of interesting how Han Solo and Chewbacca are like super best friends, despite like the obvious differences. So I just want to like, you know, I got to mention Star Wars anytime I can, you know, <laughs> but don't judge a book by its cover. You know, you could find your best friend anywhere. It could be online, it could be in person, it could be someone who's twice your age or something like that. Um, So I think that that's pretty cool um, and definitely something that you wouldn't really watch to get inspired for, but um, it's definitely a good goal to set for yourself. And the other one I'm gonna say is probably a little bit of a stretch, but go with me. It's the uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, now, while most of the film is focused on the sexual exploits of this 40-year-old who has not had sex, um, a big portion of the lead-up and throughout is about how this guy also doesn't seem to have friends or anything like that, and his co-workers kind of become his friends, but he does this by putting himself out of his comfort zone, right? Like he forces himself to go out one night with them even though that's not at all what he wants to do. He forces himself to, you know, talk to this person at the poker game or things like that. And then it does help him later in his dating as well. But it's just kind of a a good piece of advice in general that if you're stuck in a situation, like you don't have friends or you're looking for friends, that you have to push yourself out of your normal daily routine to to get to where you want to go, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, that's a funny choice, but I see where you're going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to explain myself oh my there gosh. a little bit. No, uh, I, think,
1: I think almost like every movie in some way has some awkward or realistic encounters, whether it's platonic or romantic or whatever, but we can all kind of like laugh in them because it's relatable, and it kind of makes us all, I think, realize that the reason these plots are in these movies and these like situations is because it's funny and we can all like relate to being in that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. I think
1: sometimes we think like, Oh, that's so embarrassing. Or I did the dumbest thing. And then we see it on TV. And it's like, that's because literally everyone else in the world has done this. That's why it's in the movie because they know it'll make us all laugh out of relating to it.
0: It's funny to the entire world. Yes. Yeah. And the one thing I want to say, though, almost in contrast, is there's also some, like, TV shows, like Friends and things like that, where they have a really close-knit group of friends, obviously. And I think sometimes when you're watching that type of show, it almost makes you feel like you really want that. Almost like it's it's almost too big of a dream to achieve. Mm, like
1: it's kind of so unrealistic.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to feel about it because I was thinking about using it as an example, but... It's almost like if you don't have that type of friendship with anybody and you really want that, it sets the unrealistic goal. That being said, if you think it's a realistic goal for yourself, I think it could be really helpful to watch that stuff so that you can get inspired to one day Get to that goal. Does that make sense? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think so. I definitely think that there's some stuff on TV that's just completely unrealistic, and we all want it though, right? Like I, those I, uh, apartments that are six hundred dollars <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> and you live right
0: across the street from yeah, your or right your across the, the apartment, though like, Yeah,
1: right there. Oh, oh my gosh, it's too unrealistic. But
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that it's still kind of. I think it still maybe shows though like this human desire for connection because they know that we're all like so intrigued watching these storylines you know and how they play out
0: yeah it's so interesting and even shows like how i met your mother also showcase this you know we always hang out at this one spot and it's always so great and we're always available to go do whatever we can do it's not very realistic for the adults portion of it But if you can get there, and you personally have this relationship with your four best friends, I am super happy for you.
1: Yeah, I think that movies kind of inspire us, whether it's realistic or not, you know what I mean? And there's funny parts, and we can relate to that. And honestly, some of it does seem unrealistic, but like you said, if it's something that you really want, you can probably make it happen. I'm kind of going off of what we're both saying right now, just that if it's what you really want, you can make it happen. I think when it comes to this idea of friendship privilege and stuff, just because you've never had a big friend group or you don't really have friends at the moment or maybe growing up you didn't have that and you weren't super social, you're an adult now, you know, and you don't have to continue living that way. I mean, tomorrow you could decide, hey, I'm going to have like the biggest friend group that anyone has ever had, (laughs) you know, or I'm going to have like all my neighbors be my friends or I want to reconnect with like old friends or something i mean you can do it if you want to and i think it's important not to like live in fear or or be scared to get out of your comfort zone like that because if it's something that you really want i totally believe you can make it happen and you just have to like put yourself out there to do that um so it's never too late and it's never too late to be a friend or make a friend or honestly just become a completely different person in terms of your social life I'll tell you, like, when people hear that I now host events with, like, 50 to 100 people on a weeknight, like, people I went to school with, I think that they're probably really shocked to learn that because I used to be really kind of shy, sheltered, a little antisocial.
0: And you didn't have the friendship privilege. And I
1: didn't have the friendship privilege. And now, like, people would actually be shocked to hear that. I actually told someone recently that, and they were like, oh, but I thought you're always, like, hosting stuff or whatever. And I was like, yeah, now... Not like 10 years ago. (laughs) And and to
0: your credit, you learned the friendship-making skill. And I don't know if you would say you've perfected it, but you've gotten close. You know, you're really good at it. Whereas um, other people, like maybe myself, have kind of had that privilege and have probably gotten way worse over time at making friends.
1: That's interesting, actually. I think, um, you, you know, when you think about privilege in any form, it probably is really easy to almost lean on that
0: yeah if
1: you have it and so the minute you don't it might be a struggle so if you are listening and you do have a lot of friends that's one reason why i always encourage people to continue like networking and meeting people and doing social stuff you know expanding your circle because like life is weird and we're all adults and you never know you know when someone has to move for their career or you have a falling out and do you always want to be like back at square one you know
0: yeah, exactly it's
1: so it's never too late.
0: Never too late.
1: Uh, and if you want some more, you know, kind of ways to make friends and things, definitely check out YouTube, watch movies, read some books, and maybe look up some stuff going on around you this weekend.
0: Yeah, maybe listen to some podcast episodes from our <laughs> previous catalog. We would definitely recommend that as well.
1: Yes. So if you have any questions or tips, definitely don't be a stranger. You can find us on Instagram, Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. I'm Macy.
0: And I'm Ryan. Remember to rate us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: See ya.